Hello and welcome to the Better Budgeting Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Reese. I'm a money coach and the founder of the Better Budgeting Playbook. And this is my one-on-one coaching program for women and couples who have been trying to figure out their finances, finally create a clear plan so they don't have to worry about waiting on payday anymore. I became a money coach in 2020 after paying off over $60,000 in debt, rekindling my marriage, becoming financially free, and wanting others to experience the same. If you'd like to work with me, you can check out the link in the show notes there. Also, we have the Financial Freedom Society on Facebook. It's a free Facebook community focusing on debt payoff, saving strategies, budgeting, and money mindset. You can find the link to that community in the show notes as well. We are going to be chatting about budgets today. I love budgeting. I've been budgeting for seven years now, and I've created a life of financial freedom from it, and I've helped families do the same thing. So this is really important to me, and I love this topic. I'm going to give you a rundown on zero-based budgeting and the 50-30-20 rule of budgeting. These are the most popular types out there, and there are multiple ways on how to do each of these types of budgets, and we'll get into that. So let's start off with zero-based budgeting. This is saying that every single dollar of income is assigned to a very specific purpose. There is zero unallocated funds. Every dollar has a plan and it knows exactly where it needs to go. I love this. I have been using this style since the get-go. It just makes the most sense. Everyone in the Better Budgeting Playbook, they also use this style. And so many people make great success with it. I love it. Here are the advantages of it. Every dollar has a purpose. You know where everything is going at all times. There is no oh shit fun unless you plan for it. The analogy that I like to use with clients is that you're going to take all the money that you're going to be making for the entire month and you're going to sit in the middle of the kitchen table and then you're going to go pushing it on the outside of the table into piles and this pile goes to mortgage and this pile goes to groceries and this pile goes to that and by the end of it there should be no money left in the middle of the table. That is zero-based budgeting. Another advantage is the flexibility because things change. Am I right? Every month your spending looks different. And with this style of budgeting, you can change your categories as your circumstances change, which is really, really nice because in April you might not be spending as much money as you are in December. So it just makes sense to be able to freely change your allocations to each category, however much you want, when you want. Another advantage is debt repayment focus. It is super duper effective for those aggressively paying off debt because you're allocating as much money as you want into that category specifically for that to get it done. And with this other plan we're going to talk about, you don't really get that flexibility. The disadvantages of a zero-based budget though is there is a learning curve. For some of you, this is really weird. You're like, what do you mean? My bank accounts are going to go down to zero? Like, no, thank you. That is so uncomfortable. No, 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 no. It's zero-based budgeting. There will always be money in the accounts because money's going out and coming in at different times. The other part of the learning curve is knowing when those things are going out and when they're coming in and aligning them properly so that you don't go down to zero in the bank account. 
But also with a learning curve is that you learn how to manage a budget. You learn how to put it together. And that takes some time. We have a thing here in the Better Budgeting Playbook. It's a spending plan. It should take you only 15 minutes once you get it down. 15 minutes a month, you go through the spending plan, you create it, all good and dandy. And then every pay cycle, maybe five minutes to check in on it. It shouldn't take you so long. But getting started may take you some time. The very first budget that people put together, it might take them an hour just to gather all the information and put dates in and how much is this and how much is that and opening mail to figure out what bill is past due it's gonna take some time but once you get past that oh it takes you no time to put these type of budgets together another disadvantage of this is when you allocate all the funds and something pops in for the month that you weren't planning on, you have to go back in and reallocate funds. You can't just pull money out of thin air. The saying that you can't squeeze water out of a rock, that's what zero-based budgeting really is. You just can't. And you have to go back and say, all right, what are we moving around? What are we going to sh cut short a little bit this month? Can we, can we shave off a little here? Can we shave off a little bit there? And that can be time consuming every once in a while, but I Ideally, the better that you get at zero-based budgeting, the less of the that happening. Also, you want to bump up that emergency fund so when those things happen, you pull from the emergency fund and nothing in the budget has to change. This is by far my favorite budgeting technique ever. I love it. It works so well for so many different types of income, irregular, regular income, willy-nilly income that just comes out of nowhere, you know, inheritance and tax refunds and, you know, big checks that get sent to us because our aunt Lester died or something like this stuff really happens and it really, really works well with this style of budgeting. Let's get into the 50, 30, 20 rule. It works for some people. It works for no one. It just, yeah, well, it is what it is, but it is a good system out there if you fit the actual lifestyle of it, then it might work for you. So we're gonna get into it. 50% of your income goes to your needs, 30% goes to your wants, and 20% goes to savings and debt repayment. Like, ooh, for me, I'm looking at these numbers and I'm like, yikes, that's a little, uh, yeah, 50% on needs, 30% on wants, like only 20% savings and debt, like, ee, like, uh. I think what I would do is I would flip the wants and the savings and debt payment. I would do 30% for savings and debt repayment and 20% for wants to make this really, really nice. But there are some advantages to this. So simplicity, you take your income, you grab 50% of it, that goes to your needs. These are your housing, your groceries, your gas, your utilities, all of that stuff, 50% of the income. You got to keep your income high enough to cover those expenses or you got to keep your expenses low enough so that it fits within that 50% threshold. And then 30% of your income goes to your wants. That's your eating out, your shopping, your vacations, you know, all that stuff. And then 20% is going to saving emergency fund long-term goals and then your debt repayment. Like there's some math to it. And I don't really care for math too much, even though I'm a money coach, I'm awful at just basic math on the fly. I know math, I'm really good at math, I love math, but ask me what 13 minus seven is on the fly and I'm having problems. But essentially there is a simplicity to it because you just take your income and you do 50%, 30%, 20%, there's your numbers, fall in those numbers. There you go, simple, nothing else to it. 
And that's the next advantage is that it's really user friendly. It's easy to start if you got a calculator and you can do 20%, 30% and 50%. <laughs> so who is this really, really good for? High income earners. That's fantastic. Really works well with those people. People that don't have a lot of debt really, really works well. Because if you look at your debt payments right now, some of you are sitting at 45%, 30% of your income is going to debt already. So these numbers are just out of whack all from the get go. But this would be good for maybe single people, no kids. Um, you just, you don't have a whole lot of debt. This would be a good method to start with. Some of the disadvantages though, is the lack of precision. Because if you don't use all of that 30% on your wants, what do you do with the rest of the money? Do you throw it into savings? Well, then that changes the 50, 30, 20 rule. Do you use it and just buy useless things? Like there's no roadmap on what really to do with what's left over if there is anything left over. Another disadvantage is that it does not prioritize debt repayment. So if you're trying to get out of debt, it's saying that only 20% of your income has to go to savings and debt. And that's not a whole lot. If you're making $1,000, that's $200. But then you get $300 to spend on whatever the heck you want. Like it just doesn't make sense to me as a money coach. If you're trying to prioritize paying off debt and making financial freedom, then this might not be a great option for you. Also, I told you who it works for. Let's talk about the disadvantage of who it doesn't work for. It doesn't work for people that have high payments on debt because you need to put more money towards that. If you're a high saver, this is also not a great rule for you to follow. So we talked about these two styles of budgeting and how do we execute these? And that's where you hear cash envelope system, you hear about bank separation systems, all types of other systems that are out there on how to actually move money around. Let's break down the cash envelope system. I know there are money coaches out there that I connect with. I would call them, you know, mentors of mine that they have cash envelope and they stick by it for every single thing outside of bills. Like everything gets cash or even a check. And I'm sorry, but I haven't bought checks since I lived in an apartment when I was 21 years old. Like the name and the address is still there. It's still the same account, but the same, like I just don't use checks ever. With the cash envelope system, you're using checks or you're using cash. It is just a whole organizational system that revolves around having physical cash, which is great. It gives you the visual reinforcement, but essentially you're gonna get all of your money from your paycheck out of your bank account or cash the check. And you're gonna get your piles of money, just like my example of putting it in the middle of the kitchen table and you're gonna separate it out into piles. Now, if you're going to do the zero-based budgeting, Every single thing is going to have its own category and all the money is going to get pushed out from the center of the table all to the other outskirts of the table. Now, if you are going to be using the 50, 30, 20 rule, same thing. It's just that it's a more of a math problem. What is 50% of this whole pile of money? If it's a thousand dollars, 50% is 500, 30% is 300, and then 20% is 200 and you go and put it in each pile. And you've got the advantage of this being really simple. You could literally take the physical money and put it on your kitchen table and just separate it out and put it in envelopes. 
The other area that I teach in the Better Budgeting Playbook actually is the separation of bank accounts. And I have episodes um, in this podcast where we talk about that. How do we separate it out? And I've got a bills account, I've got a spend account, and I've got a savings account. And what happens is the money gets direct deposited into the, the bills account. And I've got a plan in place where I know exactly how much needs to stay in that account, how much needs to go into the spend account, and how much needs to go into the savings account. Every week it's different because my spending needs are different different every single week, just like yours. And there are categories that I leave in cash. I go ahead and get grocery money and I go ahead and get any extra fun money out because I know that I like to overspend in those categories. That restaurant budget and me, mm, if we got the debit card, we got the credit card, like we are going and getting the appetizer, the entree, the dessert. I'm not drinking alcohol anymore for 2024, but before it would definitely be a cocktail too. But I know that if I can have cash in hand for that specific category, I do much better. I manage it much more diligently than what I would when I was swiping my cards. And as you can tell, I mix this stuff up. I've got my bank separation, but I also got my cash envelopes for some stuff. It's okay to mix and match, but what's not okay is to mix and match budgeting styles. You can't be doing a zero-based budget, but also the 50-20-30 rule. It just, it won't work because then you're not following the 50-30-20 rule and you aren't zero-based budgeting, so you gotta pick one. Whatever you do, pick one and stick with it because that's the whole other thing is I can share all the tips and tricks with you. I can do all the things and tell you inspiring stories from clients and all this other stuff. But unless you actually get out there, put the numbers in place, do the action steps, implement it, you're not going to get results. So I'm going to encourage you right this second that this week, I want you to go out and I want you to make a plan for your money. If you've never budgeted before, go to the show notes, send me a message on Facebook or Instagram. Tell me, hey, I need help with this budgeting thing. I've tried this before, or maybe I haven't tried this before and I'm drowning in debt. I feel that the world is on my shoulders right now. My 50, 30, 20 rule is more like 50% debt, the rest of it for needs and no room for fun. It just feels so overwhelming and I'm fighting with my spouse and we're always arguing about money and it's just this and that and frustration and anger and mad and feeling hopeless and down in the dumps, whatever it is, send me a message. Let me know that you're struggling because my job as a money coach here on this world is for people to get financial education. So get out there, make the budget, send me a message, say, hey, I finally did it. I'm finally moving forward. I got this. I'm going to be doing it. You're going to fall. You're going to stumble. Some of these times your zero-based budgeting is going to get way out of whack. Sometimes your 50-30-20 rule is not going to be 50-30-20. It's just going to be a hot mess, right? But the point is you're never going to get better unless you keep on doing it every month, month after month after month. My budget from January of 2017 looks a heck of a lot messier than it does for January of 2024. It just does because you get better at it, just like a sport, just like an activity, just like a hobby of any sort. You get better as you keep doing it. So that is my encouraging word for you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye.